guys, this is Cole. And this is Carly. Welcome to our podcast, Streets and Chivers. We continue this month of healthy workout that goes wrong. From killer spas to deadly workouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're reviewing Death Spa, right? Yes. Okay, sorry, guys. <laughs> I keep getting Death Spa and Killer Workout combined because they're so similar. But in this um, episode, we were re-review re- Death Spa, which is about a man named Michael who owns a wellness fitness gym and kind of a spa as well. It's kind of everything. And after the death of his wife, Catherine, things start to go haywire in the gym. People start to mysteriously get injured and some people even start to die. So Michael has to figure out is his wife back from the grave or someone trying to sabotage him? Yes. So um, the main characters we're going to focus on throughout this episode is Michael. He's our main character. Um, His girlfriend, Laura, his deceased wife, Catherine, her twin brother, David, a paranormal investigator, Moray. Maury? Is it Maury or Moray? I can't remember. Maury. Um, two police detectives whose names you will not get. And then Priscilla and Michael's attorney, Tom, who we later find out may not be really on his side. Which is really confusing. But I just want to let y'all know, this movie is from the 80s, but it's kind of almost got a bit of a 90s in it a little bit. And maybe once you watch it, you'll think differently. But it's very interesting. I don't know how KK feels about it, but I like the music, like the colors, but that was about it for me. Um, So this movie, it says that it came out in 1989. I've also seen the date 1988 listed for it. But it is at the very end of the 80s when I feel like we're starting to move more into the 90s. And so there's that's probably why it also kind of has a bit of a 90s feel because there's that like overlap between the two decades. Um, I would say I like the colors of this movie. I like the music. I actually preferred the music from Killer Workout. I feel like that encapsulated more of the gym and aerobic style than this movie did but the music still was pretty decent in this one and I don't feel like this movie was terrible overall um I feel like there are some plot holes but to me the plot is interesting yeah the plot is actually you know it's there it's I think the plot's better than killer workout because killer workout the plot was there but it was very like um thin can I, yeah, like then it wasn't very meaty. And this plot, we actually get some depth. Like we actually, well, you know, I say that, but like, yeah, because it's kind of like a angry wife, but then it's like, is it his dead wife or is it his coworkers or is it his brother-in-law who hates him? Yes. And I will say, um, you had mentioned that this movie did remind you a little bit of Killer Workout, which we mentioned in Killer Workout, our episode last week. That there is a scene in that movie where on the window, um, one of the characters who ends up getting killed off, they write death spa on the window. And so I do think this movie was pretty um, inspired by Killer Workout. Oh, I agree completely with you. Um, So this movie definitely is, um, like we were saying earlier, it focuses on the gym and the workout, but it doesn't really give you like that sense that you're a part of the gym 
because in Killer Workout, you know, we really got to see like the 80s whole workout theme. Like they were always, you know, moving and grooving. And in this one, it's kind of more dancing. Yes, um, you don't see as much workout scenes. You don't even see a lot of dance scenes in this movie. Um, and when you do, they're very quick. They're just little snippets. Whereas, you know, in Killer Workout, we got the long intro where they're doing their aerobic stuff. And then throughout the movie, we get like the the scenes where it's like at least almost a minute long of people doing aerobics. Um, so I would say in that sense, that movie did have more gym moments now i think this movie gave us more nudity than the uh killer workout i think despot actually gives us a couple of more scenes where like you need we get more body shots of the women and you know of their uh upper chest i will say um we watched multiple 80s movies at this point 80s horror movies and that does seem to be a recurring theme is that they love the booby shots. Like they will put all the boobies in the movie. I think even in the beginning, we get a very rare shot of um, a woman's, you know, her uh, her lower part. And it's actually, I think this is going to sound kind of gross, but I think it's hairy, you know? Uh, I remember seeing her legs and her chest, but I can't say whether they actually included, you know. Yeah. The lower screen, the lower shot. Yeah. I think like, the 80s just love nudity. But, you know, even modern movies sometimes include nudity. Yes, but I'll say it feels like it's heavily focused on in the movies we watched in the 80s because it's not just usually one pair of breasts that we're seeing. It's like a group of women or a group of girls in a locked room showering. And then something happens to them. Um, I'm sorry. Like, we kind of saw that same theme, this locker room scene in Killer Workout. And then we also saw it in Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, yeah. And that was another 80s slasher movie. 80s and their boobies. They have to go together. Um, I will say I kind of i am sad we didn't get our, a bit of our muscle workout for the guys like we did in Killer Workout. We got some muscle muscle shots in there. But in this movie, it mostly focuses. We do get a guy working out, but then it goes quickly. Like, it goes terrible. Um, One of the things I thought was interesting about this movie is that once you get into the plot, you would automatically think, and the same with Killer Workout, you would think, okay, the target is going to be female. But men also get killed in this movie. And it's refreshing to see. But I will say, annoyingly, we have that bit of when men get killed, it's kind of simplistic. But when women get killed, it's a bit more drawn out and more agonizing. So um, do you kind of want to get a little bit into the plot of the movie? Yes, we'll start digging into the plot. So the way this movie starts off is, you know, we get a woman kind of, she's dancing, which I, you know, again, very interesting. Um, She's kind of dancing to music and she's working out and working out. And then she stops and sits down and takes, she opens up a glass jar. Was that glass or was it metal? Because I was like, girl, if that's glass, that's dangerous. And then she just leaves it on the floor. I'm pretty sure it was a glass uh, water bottle. Either way, she just left it, like, unopened on the floor. Um, But she gets kind of a jump scare from the, I think he's, like, the maintenance man. But um, Um, He's just one of the gym, like, one of the, 
I guess, coaches or people at the gym. Yeah, but, you know, everyone comes to him when there's, like, a problem and they need it fixed. But um, either way, she gets jump scared and they laugh it off. And she's like, I'm going to go, you know, like, um, go to the steam room, which I think is crazy. Like, you just worked out and now you're going to get even more sweaty. So she goes to the steam room and she's, like, in there and, you know, we kind of get our body shot. And she's enjoying herself. And then all of a sudden, the steam starts to come out even more heavily. And she starts to react badly to it. So we know something's wrong. We either know, like, the steam's really hot or something's wrong with the steam. But she tries to open the door and the door won't open. She yeah. actually breaks the glass. And then I guess she passes out or something. Because we, we get this weird transition where once she breaks the glass, she's falling back onto the glass. So it was kind of confusing. But... The next thing we know, we're introduced to our main character, Michael, right? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. It was like, his name is George. And I was like, no, it's Michael. Michael, who's informed that she, you know, was injured. So he rushes to the hospital. And he's kind of just like going throughout that hospital very rudely, like entering rooms where he shouldn't be. But he's taken to the burn unit where he discovers that she has been burned via uh, a type of gas like chlora chlorophyll or something not chlorophyll uh, chlorine 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 gas burns and it's actually got into her eyes so her eyes are burned and the doctor's like it's not as bad as this look it's you know it's going to take a while for her to heal but you know she's going to make it and he's kind of stunned that she even was injured yes um i thought it was interesting so we see that she gets injured at nighttime. But he doesn't show up to this hospital until, like, daylight the next day. Yeah, so I guess maybe they were having a hard time, like, identifying her or trying to locate someone to come, like, talk to her. I'm surprised she had no family. Well, the thing is, is that it was one of the gym managers who found her and called EMS there. That's right. It was the female. The Priscilla. What, Priscilla? The female. Yes, it was Priscilla. <laughs> uh, Priscilla. Um, but we don't we don't learn that. Do we learn that until later? We learn it like um, after he visits her at the hospital and then he goes back to the gym. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Priscilla's kind of question and she was like later on, she's like, I just came back to get my uh, purse because he was like, why would Priscilla be up here so late? Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, he, you know. So detective shows up because the two detectives show up because they want to know what's going on. Like, why was this woman like burned by gas? Like, why was she put in like a essentially a gas room? So they're trying to figure it out. But, you know, there are 80s detectives, so they're not going to like they are really bad at their jobs, honestly. Like people are just going to start dying like flies around them and they're still not going to have any clue on who it is. But they're kind of focusing on Michael. And Michael takes them to this room where um, we meet David, who's in charge of the computer. And this room is very like, so the whole gym is kind of futuristic where like the computer controls it all. And this is where we're kind of introduced to like that 80s where like technology is something to be feared, but marveled at. Yes. And um, we meet David and David's kind of in charge of the whole computer and the whole programming. And they're questioning David and David was like, I was at home hacking. And honestly, even right then and there, you could have been like, oh, so could you have hacked the computer from your home to like hurt this girl? But they don't. He just gives them all this paperwork. And the detective's like, well, I'm going to go look through this. And he's like, can I have it back? 
Chaplain or something like that. He says it kind of retarded, and she's like, Sergeant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just want to say, David's character was so bizarre to me when he told the police that, the detectives that, like, you're being suspected for hurting somebody. And instead of just saying, like, no, it wasn't me. I was at home doing something else. You're going to be like, no, I'm a hacker. I'm <laughs> so cool. So stupid, and David. The are like, hacking, hacking. Is that, like, hacky sack? <laughs> and what I hate is, like, I like David. But sadly, his character just goes south from here on out. Um, later, we'll have to ask ourselves, was it really David or was there something else going on the entire time? Yeah, but we kind of learned that Michael and David dislike each other. Michael was actually married to David's sister, but um, she passed twin away. Sister. Twin sister, I'm sorry. David's twin sister, but she passed away via suicide. And David kind of resents Michael for his sister's death. Yes. And um, interestingly enough, we find out that Michael's um, wife, pre- deceased wife, committed suicide by setting herself on fire. In a wheelchair. Like, that's crazy. Because she, yeah. uh, she was crippled. And I guess being, you know, losing her child and being crippled kind of like took its toll on her. And she decided that she would end it. And they said it made Times News, which made the front page of Time, which I'm like, mm, I doubt that. Well, they probably meant LA Times. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> the LA Times and then the New York Times. Yeah. And she um, did in his garden. I want to say, though, okay, so as this movie goes along, we start to realize that they're there's like three different storylines going on in this movie and it wants us to believe that one of the storylines contains the real villain. So the first storyline is that it's the computer system and David doing it to hurt people. The second one is that it's secretly some people in Michael's health ball, like the board, the people who own it are trying to out him so they're trying to take over the company by making all these bad things happen. And the third thing is a paranormal aspect where it's like Catherine's ghost has come back to haunt Dave. I mean, haunt Michael and is hurting all of these people at his gym out of anger and revenge. And then what I love about this spoilers, guys, at the end, it's all three. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... I think that's interesting because if we look at the storyline where it's like Catherine is the villain, like her ghost is coming back to haunt David, it kind of takes us back to killer workout where we have our main villain is actually this woman who used to be beautiful. She was a beauty queen. She was going to become a model and she gets burned horrifically in a tanning bed. And so that's why she decides to start killing young women and men, but primarily And with Catherine, we kind of get, like, she's jealous that all these women are interested in her ex, well, her husband, in her eyes still, and that he, you know, is um, pursued another relationship with a woman, and that he actually is, like, I guess, falling in love with that woman, or has fallen in love. And that he's living life for her, whereas, um, like, he's building up his life. He... 
yes, it hurt him when Catherine died, but he's moved on from that. And so that's why her ghost is so angry. But, you know, David kind of tells us something very interesting. He mentions how, like, Catherine was sad and alone and that maybe David wasn't being a faithful partner after her, um, after she was crippled. Yes. But he, David, uh, not David, uh, Michael rebukes. Michael's like, oh, well, David, that's not true. It was all, like, in her head. Well, Michael also seemed kind of dismissive of Catherine's feelings in a way because he was like, after we lost the baby, I couldn't reason with her. <laughs> it's like, okay, your wife, you know, she almost child. the child passed away and she was left paralyzed. <laughs> oh yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I dislike Michael in this movie. I couldn't stand the whole he's so sexy. Every girl wants him. Yeah. Like, I, I promise you guys, in this movie, like, Almost anytime there's a female character, they're going to be drooling over Michael. Yeah, and no offense to that character, to the actor, but Michael's character was not all that. He was not the hunk we were made to believe he was. No. I actually thought uh, David was cuter. David was, but I feel like um, you had mentioned this prior to us recording, but you felt like there may have been like a little homophobia in this movie. And I feel like David's character, he came across as more um, feminine. And I do think he may have been gay because he talks, he like comments on one of the guy's bodies at the gym. And he's like, now that's something not even I could um, improve upon. Oh, yes. Agreed. So he definitely was giving us either bi or homo vibes. Mm-hmm. But, um. Uh, as this movie continues, um, more and more strange things start to happen. We kind of get this jump scare where this girl puts her hand in the blender and she's talking to another girl and she starts to scream and that girl freaks out and she laughs and she's like, hey, it was just a joke, just a tomato. And the girl's kind of like, fuck you and walks off like <laughs> someone actually died. And another scene is they're talking about the what is it, the diving board and how it was loose, but he's actually... Um, it's been tightened, so it should be fine now. And while a girl's about to jump into the water, it starts to loosen by itself, and it comes undone, and she falls, and the board falls off, like falls behind her. But um, thankfully, she doesn't get hurt or injured. But the detectives are there, and so is Michael. And you know, it's just another coincidence. Like they're like someone loosened the screws, but we know that there's something going on because when this happens, we get a shot of the camera kind of lighting up observing and watching so we're like oh is this david setting stuff up yes and then i'm kind of going off of that we also after that scene you know we see scenes about the girls are showering and then when they're in the shower it's like tiles start flying off of the um wall the shower wall like hitting the girls yeah, and the water, I guess, got really hot because they started screaming when the water started hitting them. Yes. But, and then George, um, George why, why do I keep saying George? Michael confronts David and he's like, it's your computer. Like, you're doing this and you need to, we need to shut it down. And he's like, my computer could not send tile. Like, it doesn't have that power. Like, it, it can't do that. And his attorney friend, Michael's attorney friend, kind of convinces him, hey, you know, we need the computer to work because we're going to have this big Mardi Gras party and if the machines aren't working we're not going to have a big turnout and you know we need to increase the people coming here mm -hmm. so 
the machine going. And then I promise you, after the Mardi Gras party, we can shut the computer down and we'll go to just, you know, manual usage. But we have that second um, storyline going on where his attorney friend and his uh, uh, Priscilla partner are kind of working against him. Mm-hmm. They're like so, trying to steal the company from him. Now, what I'm a little confused by, oh, they shut down. So we get the scene where Priscilla and the attorney are working after hours and they're kind of down in the engine room and they shut down where the computer can't mess with the um, the AC. So I guess they were trying to like make it really hot in the gym so when the party happened, it would be a failure because, you know, it would be scorching hot in there. Mm-hmm. They underestimated people's desire to party. Oh, yeah, they did. But um, Michael actually finds uh, his attorney, fronts his attorney, and that's when we kind of learn that, like, um, the attorney and Priscilla are trying to screw up Michael's gym so they can buy the gym out from him and, you know, I guess kind of push him out of the business. Yes, um, and prior to Michael discovering that about his attorney and Priscilla, his manager, he there is another death. Oh, there's actually three more deaths at the gym. There is this young man. He's working out on the weight machine. And the weight machine, because it's connected to the computer, it will automatically increase the amount of weights you're doing if you ask it to. So he starts off at like 120 or 130 pounds that he's lifting and suddenly it starts jumping up and then it's like 140, 150 and he's like strapped into it so he can't unstrap his arms and he's like asking for help. A lot of the other gym goers run over there to help him but they can't get him out of the machine and I guess it just puts so much weight like in his shoulders and stuff that it ends up like tearing his ribs yeah somehow it pushed his arms so far back that like his ribs started to come out of his body but the confusing thing is I'm, I'm, I'm doing it right now I guess like if my arms go back far enough maybe but I feel like your shoulder like wouldn't your shoulder blades rip out of your body instead or maybe your shoulder like the your shoulders would actually pop out of place yeah I don't know. Very either way, the poor man dies, but it was such a strange way to die. And it's like it kind of like misleads you because you're like, why would this guy die? And I believe he was the guy that um, David had actually commented on saying there was nothing he could do to improve upon him because he was already so good looking. Yeah. So it was very strange death. Um, And then. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, then our other death is um, when the when the bathroom incident happened where the girls were getting hit by the tiles and hot water was like raining down on them. Um, Michael speaks to two of the girls that experienced that and he offers to give them, you know, more like three months free from so they don't have to pay their gym membership for three months. And he tells them, like, they can come by his office and he'll get that sorted out for them. And the two girls are, like, giggling and they're like, oh, do you think you can handle us both? Ew. Yeah. And so one of the girls, they, um, after their jazz class, they decide, okay, we're going to go talk to Michael about getting our discount, our three months free. But um, somebody, like, approaches one of the girls and we don't see who it is, but they hand her a note. 
and she looks at the note and it's like meet me in the basement here's a map Michael that's stupid and so this girl like her friend is like are you ready to go and she's like um no I I have to go do something else like you go you go on without me and the other girl's like okay and so she leaves and this girl who got the note she decides to go down to the basement because that that's a normal place to meet someone so she goes down to the basement um and not even just like the first floor of the basement like she goes through this labyrinth this maze of a basement calling for michael's name she can't find him she's going by all these pipes and then once she gets to one area and she realizes something's wrong she tries to leave, but a pipe, like, starts spraying out some type of liquid that starts burning her. Yeah, it, like, bubbles when it touches the ground, so we know it's acidic. And she tries to, like, she's screaming, she's asking for help. She tries to, like, crawl under something, but she, like, it's, like, too much, so she collapses. And the acid just rains down on her, and it, you know, dissolves her. Yes, and I think that was actually one of the most gruesome deaths in this movie. Yeah, and the poor girl doesn't even die. Like, we get this, um, Michael believes, like, he keeps getting paranormal dreams, so he believes his wife is reaching out to him, Catherine, so he goes to, like, this paranormal investigator, Dr. Maury, uh, not doctor, just investigator Maury, paranormal investigator, and he kind of, like, the man's, like, can touch stuff and sense things, so he's like, oh, you had a wife, and um, y'all relationship was like a bird nest. So like he never had talked to anyone about that. So he really believes that this investigator is the real deal. So he hi- the investigator is like, let me go to your business. And after hours, I'll investigate and see if like, I can figure out what's going on. So he's, you know, th- later um, that day, the gym is shut down and he's in the gym like at night and some paranormal things happen, like weights falling down on their own. And he slowly works his way down into the labyrinth of the basement. And that's when he discovers the um, the poor girl who's been burned by acid. And she's still alive, but, like, her face is gone. Her, like, all of her flesh is gone. And we actually see her heart is still beating. And she's moaning in agony. Mm-hmm. And it's very gruesome. And it was actually, like, really surprising to get such a gruesome scene. But, um, you know... It like I hate to say that it was really good, like um what's the word? Gore. Like gore and good effects, like good um makeup special. art. Yeah, special effects. Like really good job there. Because it really was like, you know, shocking to see. So he's kind of freaked out by this. So he turns to leave and he actually sees Catherine in the flesh and she um she's that's like superhuman strength. She picks him up, she throws him to the ceiling. He breaks this glass and then um, she like, how did she kill him? Was it just throwing him around? Yes. And then she threw him again and he rolled down like this little conveyor belt that I guess they throw stuff down to oh, get no. it to the basement faster. Sorry, I remember. Catherine's like super powerful with like as a ghost because like he, he pulls out a gun. He's like, I'm going to shoot you because I know. <laughs> And she, like, causes his whole hand to explode, which yes, this nice gush of blood before he's thrown again. And, you know, after having your whole hand explode, I guess it's only, it's followed quickly by death. Yeah, I guess due to the trauma he sustained, getting thrown into the ceiling, thrown around, blood loss, 
he just dies. Yeah, and then um, this was the weirdest death to me. Like when we're in the like when it's still just kind of like one on one people being killed is the girl who's just stabbed via locker. Like what stabbed her? Yes, I still really don't know what happened there. Um, and I don't know if it was actually Catherine's ghost or if it was somebody else. But her death, like her death, kind of goes. Um, it doesn't really serve a purpose, you know. I don't think anybody finds her body. Yeah, for some weird reason, no one finds a girl who was burned by acid. No one finds an investigator. And no one finds this girl who was shoved into a locker after being stabbed through the mouth or the head. Um, we do get this kind of, like, scene where um, Michael brings um, his new... What's her name? Laura. Laura, his new girlfriend or potential wife, Laura, to the gym. Because she's like, I need to get my stuff. Because he's like, move in, move in with me. Because he's been taking care of her. Because she still has, she hasn't regained her sight. So while he goes, I don't know why he didn't take her with him. He goes to turn on the computer and stuff. And that's when the computer talks to him. Because he has to type in the password. And it says, um, Michael, I miss you. And he thinks it's David fucking with him. She's in her locker grabbing stuff. And that's where we see the dead body of another a member where she was stabbed in the mouth and she's just stuffed in her locker. And we don't, it's like, it's like we get to see where he thinks he sees his wife, Catherine coming after Laura. So he runs and right when he catches her, he discovers it's a mask and it's another member of the gym trying to scare this girl who's blind. I was yeah. very <laughs> He's like Darcy. That was a, that was in bad taste or something. And he's all upset. Yeah, but then they don't even focus on the dead body. We just transition to a new scene. Yes. So it's like the investigators don't even know how many people have died. People are just going missing. Mm-hmm. And they do mention that at one point. They're like, this girl was at your gym and now she's missing. She's been reported missing. And Michael's like, well, I don't know where she is. I haven't seen her in two days. Oh, wow. Great deduction. Like, yeah. She's been missing for two days. So time is really passing by while bodies are piling up or going missing. And no one knows where they're going. Yeah. And there's no, like, focus. There's no discussion about closing the gym for good. They're just like, okay, guess we'll just keep going. Let's have our Mardi Gras party. Which was, can maybe I'm wrong. I didn't know you dressed up for Mardi Gras because for a second my brain was like, Halloween? But no. Yeah, I really haven't celebrated Mardi Gras, so I don't know what the traditions are typically. Yeah, but it did look like a Halloween party to me because everyone's dressed up in a costume, which, you know, it kind of, like, I think they needed something. So they picked Mardi Gras because they were like, we need, like, it to be a costume party. So, like, Catherine can be, like, weaving in and out of the group, like, without mm-hmm. being expected. Yes. But, um. We finally start to wrap up when, um, you know, he, I don't know why, but Michael really focuses heavy on David. Like, he thinks it's David. But um, we get this interesting scene where, like, um, Laura's home alone in Michael's house. And David knocks on the door. And she lets him in because he's like, I need to work on David's computer. and Or I need to work on Michael's computer. So she lets him in. And David works his, like, he walks over to the computer. And she follows after him. And can I just say, she went up those steps blind. Yeah, she 
that whole house's um format was interesting yeah it was very interesting but then we kind of get this I was like really scared for Laura in this scene because I'm like Michael's I mean David's going to kill her yes I thought the same thing but then her friend drops groceries off and I guess it interrupted his plan maybe yeah he was like oh I can't be the last one seen with her if she dies because then you know I'm gonna be accused so we we get that weird scene and nothing really comes from it except now we're like oh it has to be David David has to be our killer mm-hmm. but um you know kind of things are revealed um like we said, Michael discovers that his um, attorney and his manager are working against him. And they actually put chlorine in, gas in that room. And they cause Lori to, like, get burned and blind. But the manager is like, the doors don't lock. She should have been able to open the doors and get out. But it's like, you're, like, why doesn't he go to the detectives? Like, they're literally admitting that they essentially almost killed someone. And it's just kind of brushed over. Yes, like, he doesn't take it to the detectives at all. And then the attorney and Priscilla are still able to go to the Mardi Gras party. Yeah, and the Mardi Gras party is, um, you know, it's swinging, everyone's there. David still isn't there, but uh, we learned that uh, the detectives and Michael go to David's house. I don't know why they're, like, heavily focusing on David, but they go to his house and they discover that, like, um, they're like, David should be living alone, but they discover all this women clothing and jewelry, and the investigator says something that's kind of annoying. He's like, hey, you need to keep an eye open for, uh, you need to be searching, he tells his, I guess, other police officers that we're searching for a man named David, he's missing, and he might be dressed in drag. I think they just said that because of the clothing and the jewels and stuff, and them realizing he might be dressed like his sister. Yeah, but, you know, he might have had a girlfriend. They were just assuming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but we do kind of get these weird scenes that it seems like David does talk to himself because we can hear David talking to himself. We don't ever see David. We just see him talking to himself, and we kind of hear a woman whose voice is, is Catherine's talking to him. And he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to hurt any more people. I see their faces. I hear their screams. And she's like, no, like, they have to suffer. And... I just want to say, whenever we have twins, I don't know why, here in America and around the world, we always get this weird kind of shit going on where, like, it's a bit incestuous between twins because we see this moment when he's struggling with this voice. We hear moaning afterwards, and she's like, oh, that's better after, I guess, he climaxed. So it was a really weird scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and kind of going off of that, I also think, you know, the it makes us wonder if there actually is a ghost of Catherine or if Catherine's around or if David has just developed like the split personality in order to deal with her loss. Yeah. And David even mentions because he was like, he told uh, Michael, he was like, you didn't know Catherine like I did. We were twins. So it kind of makes it seem like they shared a special bond. Yeah. But I didn't know it was that special. Because that's unhealthy. (laughs) But as the movie goes along, we realize, oh no, this really is, like, the fear of Catherine. It's not just David pretending to be her. Like, Catherine has possessed David and is using him to, like, kill people. Like, to channel her power to kill people. Yeah, we, um, so 
they 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 miss David, who's dressed up as Catherine because she she you know she's in control, and she makes it to the party where they have this guy who's guarding the computer. They have turned the computer off completely; it's manual. And she shows up and she kind of seduces the guy before she touches his face. And I guess with her ghost powers, anytime she like touches someone and she wants to hurt them, it causes their face to like melt or deform. So he dies, and she's able to like kick the computer back on with just a wave of her hand so the computer's back and running and she's in control and she goes and takes laura hostage who now has her eyesight again and laura's just dragged away from the party and everyone allows it and it's like why are you gonna let this girl be dragged away into another part of the gym and then this is another kind of reference to killer workout um because Catherine Spirit ties Laura up in a tanning bed. Yeah, and kicks the, and Laura's wearing already like a very like bathing suit outfit and now she's being cooked under these lights. Yes. And in Killer Workout, our um, our killer was actually damaged that way because they were in a uh, tanning bed and it caught on fire and they couldn't escape. Mm-hmm. So now here we have Laura under a tanning bed. And when uh, Michael confronts ghost Catherine, who's possessing David, she's like, if you like, don't, don't try to stop me with one flick of my finger, your little girlfriend's going to be like cooked. Like fried chicken. Yeah. She'll be fried (laughs) like chicken. And we can see that the tanning bed is like having an effect on poor Laura. Who's like, you know, she just got out of the burn unit. So you, that must be kind of agonizing on that flesh. Mm-hmm. Because, like, have you ever burned yourself? And then after a while, like, if you get near a hot object, it still kind of like res- like brings back an old pain. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And we <laughs> find out that what Catherine's main goal here is, she wants Michael to kill himself so that he can join her in death. It's so simple. It's just a simple request that Michael rudely refuses to do. Mm-hmm. And then she gets so mad when she thinks Michael is going to do it. Because she's like, you would kill yourself to save her. Ugh, there's no pleasing Catherine. <laughs> no, the spirit of Catherine is very unhappy and malicious. And I could almost forgive Catherine for a little bit of stuff. But her just killing off all these random people. It's just too much. Well, does she really kill off that many random people? Well, she does kill that poor lady in the sauna room and the the bad attorney she kills okay she kills the young man who was on the weight machine she kills um the girl in the basement she kills the paranormal investigator who else does she kill she kills um the girl who was just at the gym at night all by herself mm-hmm she kills um the attorney she kills the attorneys i i think i assume she kills that girl who was with the attorney um priscilla priscilla no no priscilla priscilla got knocked in the head by the attorney because she was wearing the same outfit as michael and when the attorney was in michael's uh office he thought it was him so he knocks priscilla in the head with the trophy or the the trophy yeah the trophy and priscilla's rescued by the female detective okay good yeah, 
but she does she catches the whole building on fire and she's kind of like telling michael she's like everyone will burn <laughs> like everyone yes like you're and michael tries to call out to david to take control but david's not strong enough and she wins and but uh michael's able to uh rescue laura and then he takes laura to like where all the electricity is and somehow what he did he caused an electrical surge which killed david who was being possessed by catherine and caused them to melt in the fire yes but then we see at the very end um the melted body looks up and is like nice try michael <laughs> Poor so it's like we're left to believe that catherine is still out there and she's gonna come back i just feel so bad for david <laughs> Yeah, I feel bad for David, too. And we really don't get any closure on whether everybody escapes the building and they're okay. Or if the fire, you know, station comes and puts the fire out. It just kind of ends right there. It's like, okay. Oh, we forgot two victims. Um, While Catherine's having her big moment and, like, burning everyone and killing everyone, she kills the juice girl via... um, the juice girl puts her hand in the blender. I don't know why the fuck she was always putting her hand in that damn blender. And it kicks on and eats away at her hand until she dies. And the male detective was trying to help her. And then he gets dragged into the freezer where, like, all the beers and drinks are popping open and, like, spilling all over him. And then one of the fishes in there come to life and eat at his neck until he bleeds out. Which is... Honestly, one of the, probably the most bizarre moments of this movie. But I actually enjoyed it. I was like, look at Catherine. She is, she's not your normal ghost. She's like, I'm going to possess everything. She was like, oh, you wanted to move on from me? I'm going to ruin everything. She was like, you talk about burning your wife in bed? I'm going to kill you. Like, hell hath no fury like a woman spited. And like you said, I can appreciate Catherine but, like, at the end of the day, she killed a lot of innocent people who didn't deserve it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, our movie comes to an end, and, you know, that's it. That's it. So, overall, what were your thoughts about this movie? Like I said, I really like the music and the lights. I love, like, we get, like, these horror scenes, but they're they're illuminated by, like, neon pink and, you know flashing colors and I really like that contrast it made me think of Suspiria so I say visually the movie's very like fun to watch like even when the fish kills that guy it's like like it it doesn't look super corny like you know if I was watching a movie off a of sci-fi or something I'd be like oh this is corny but for some reason during looking at it from the 80s it, it's like pretty good you know what I mean yes um I do like the fact you pointed this out earlier too that this movie also highlights, you know, we're nearing the end of the 80s at this time period. Um, we got a lot of technology starting to come out. Every, things are beginning to become automated. Um, and it's almost like there's this fear of the future, of what computers could bring, of what technology could bring. And at the same time, it's also showcasing, like, how your past and holding on to old things can also cause you harm. Yes. And I just like how they bring those two things together in this movie. I will say um, the bright colors, the lights, um, I think it also adds this ideal of like a very futuristic outlook. 
I don't know if that makes sense to you. No, I agree with you. But oh my gosh, when I saw that computer, I was like, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, looking at this from 2023, we're like, oh man, this stuff looks old. But I'm sure back in 1988, 89, when this movie was first on screen, people were probably like amazed and like, oh, a whole gym could be controlled that way. And I mean, we've seen other movies that are kind of in the same genre of like a computer gone bad. This movie actually wasn't a computer gone bad. But just that ideal makes me think of the movie about the house where people moved into the house and then the house gets very controlling of them. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that like, like the computer house? Yeah. And then there's another movie called 13 Ghosts and it's about like a computer controlled house that also has contains the spirits of 13 malicious ghosts. I, and you know, I really like that. I like that there's this ideal of technology is already scary, but what would happen if it was possessed by a human? Because it's like, now this technology is even scarier. Yeah. It's possessed by (laughs) the spirit of a person. Yeah, and you know, you kind of get, you know, like, we've seen this before, especially from, like, even before the 80s, there's always this fear of, like, a ghost in the shell, like, you know, like, um, a ghost in the machine. Yes, and I think it also plays upon this, uh, this ideal of, like, what is consciousness and where does consciousness, you know, emerge? If a computer can do all of this thing and it's running all these programs and it's starting to learn, once the computer starts learning, is that the origins of consciousness oh there that's a very deep thought because we see that in in a lot of sci-fi movies like um blade runner where it's like this ideal that eventually we're going to get to a point in the world where robots are almost indistinguishable from humans but they think they learn they can even start to feel in a way but they are not granted the label human and they're not granted the rights of a person yeah and we even kind of see that a bit in prometheus Mm -hmm. with the robot the robot who's experimenting on humans yes because you know he questions like he is created by these humans who are looking for their creators yes like the humans are exploring trying to figure out if there is like an alien species that was like a god to humankind like where human DNA came from. And they end up cre- it killing their creator and he ends up killing his creators. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> Look at us combining sci-fi and paranormal. <laughs> Going way out there with this but, one. But um, you know sorry. I really enjoyed this movie. I feel I definitely feel like it is moving more away from the 80s. Uh, vibe that we had in Killer Workout but then again there was like at least six years between the movies oh yeah and so much time had changed like you know like you said we were right there on the edge of the 90s so it's not surprising that we were watching it fade out mm-hmm. Um, I would give this movie a 3.5 out of 5 stars I'm right there with you I agree like, like I said the movie had a much more interesting plot to me than Killer Workout and it was, like, so bright and, like, the music that it really kept me entertained throughout the whole um, movie. I won't lie, there were some parts I wanted to skip, but, you know, it was interesting enough to, like, keep my attention. So a 3.5 out of 5 sounds like a good score to me. Mm-hmm. 
And I get what you're saying. I do feel like there were areas of this movie that could have been tightened up or streamlined because there were parts that we just really didn't need because it didn't add to the story. Yes. But I did like that they try to lead us off on different rabbit trails on who the killer is. Mm-hmm. So um, any final thoughts? No, I think we have dug deep into this movie and really pulled out its innards. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, next week, we are going to be doing the movie Old. Yes, yeah, so join us as we go to a resort that holds secrets. And this is a more modern movie. It just came out in like the last few years. So we're going from the 80s back into the 2020s, I think. It was 2020, right? When it came out or what, 2019? I think that's during the COVID era. So it's all matched up to me. So I am not useful <laughs> at identifying what era, what time it came out. Well, it's a more recent film. So. Oh, yeah. And it's from our favorite um, director who always adds a twist. Um, I do want to say one more thing because I just had this thought. It's interesting that we don't see as many um, movies about the fear of technology these days. Well, I don't know about that. You got Black Mirror, which really incorporated kind of like the fear of technology and society. I guess, but it's not necessarily a movie. It's more of a TV series. That's true. I hope you'll join us next week as we review Old. Yes, join us next week and we hope you are doing well at keeping your new year's resolutions yes just don't go to any killer workout or death spas (laughs) (laughs) bye bye